Today on CityCast Boise, I'm talking with Ryan Marsh from the Backyard Artists about what it's like to build a DIY art scene. He tells me about their new grant program, the importance of community, and about a recent live tattooing event that was a big hit. It's Thursday, December 15th, 2022. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is CityCast Boise. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you for having me, Emma. I'm really excited to be here. So you co-founded the Backyard Artists pretty recently, and I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard of you yet. What is it? Uh, so the Backyard Artists is a nonprofit, 501c3, helping give a platform to emerging artists to be able to share their work. And especially as like Boise grows, the feeling of what Boise has to make it such a fun place really ought to grow with it. And to kind of keep that feeling of like, oh, you could just talk to anybody and have a, a meaningful conversation. And that's kind of what the Backyard Artist wants to do. You can go to a, an event or a workshop that we hold and you can come out with a new friend or you can, you know, be sparked a new thought that you hadn't thought of before. So what need were you trying to fill when you started Backyard Artist? Like what was Boise missing? I think it was really just the community aspect. Um, there are some really awesome places within Boise that already are doing events and, and are already like pioneering the arts. Um, and so just kind of looked at those and then saw that there was so much room for, for more within Boise. Something that like one day can look back on and be like, oh man, that was such a cool community. And the people, people in it were just awesome. I, you know, sometimes people will get upset, like if there's one storytelling thing and another one starts and people will get upset. But I always feel like you can't make too much art. You know, there can't be too much art in a town. So I think that's wonderful. But I do wonder, why did you decide to start like a new organization rather than working with an established group? Was there something to that? So I worked actually with StoryFort for about a year and a half. And that's where I kind of learned how to run an event and some of the yeah, I, I learned that I fell in like I fell in love with putting on events and and the arts community, and then I just kind of wanted to kind of start it for for the young people, man. Um, nothing wrong with anyone that's already established, but it's also really cool to like show people that are in their young twenties you can also do this and to like give a platform there. So it's like, oh, whoa, we don't have to have you know, someone else show us what to do. Maybe we, we don't always know what it is that we are doing, but we're going to try. <laughs> um, and so I think it was just a, a natural progression of wanting to, um, to diversify the arts too, rather than just spoken word or just a uh, visual arts gallery or whatever it may be on that show, but to kind of throw a big amalgamation. Um, and I, I didn't think that there would be really any place in town where we could do that all in one event. Yeah, I really love that idea because, you know, I've I've been involved in arts communities in Boise for, you know, a really long time, decades and decades. But yeah, yeah I've followed for a while. It's really sick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, like you said, like a lot of my experiences, a lot of times there's a lot older crowd in mm -hmm. things and a lot older artists, you know, just because you're more established and stuff like that. And I love that you are creating a space for young people to to, you know, make mistakes and try things and figure things out. You know, I feel like a lot of times when I mentor young artists, they have this like terror of like getting things wrong. And it's like, I'm all about like diving in, 
trying things, getting it wrong, learning as you go, you know, with your feet on the ground already. So that's, that's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. It's been, it's been so fun. And I think the generation or this generation that I am in, people give it a lot of, uh, give us a lot of crap, you know, it's like, Oh, there's, there's not that drive. And it's like, I don't know, in three months, four months now, the things that people have done and, and they're just proactively doing, it is incredible. You know, so then it, it, it in turns then like kind of feeds me inspiration. I'm learning from everyone around that we work with on the team every single day. They're like, oh, we did this. And oh, I'm looking at this. It, what if what if instead of doing that, we did this? And it's just so cool to, you know, what young people can do. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Like you've had some you've had quite a few events in the last few months. And I saw recently. Did you recently have one with live tattooing? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was an idea I had about a year ago. I wanted to put a tattooist on a stage um, because I am personally fond of tattoos. And then also because as an art form, it's it's, it's one of the most consistent to make a living. Um, as an artist and I find that intriguing and then also just the act of watching tattoos and so yeah we went we threw um, Crimson Fox tattoos they were uh, they're a new shop over off of Overland and they're really really cool and so the owner of the shop Kyle Caputo tattooed the apprentice to be coming into next year um, David Micheletti and uh, we had a camera kind of set up and then it was projected onto the screen so the audience could watch it all as it was going down. It was cool. <laughs> that is that sounds really cool. And I feel like tattoo artists are one type of artist that get sort of like forgotten about and not treated as a real artist, which, you know, it, it sounds like the most stressful art, actually. <laughs> yeah. And, and that was that was actually something throughout it. It was it was very casual. Um, so, so the audience members, you know, were still chatting and kind of happening and, and, um, we had talked and Kyle was like, that was perfect because if all eyes were on me as I was doing this, that's a lot more nerve wracking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there were about like 70 people just watching yeah. and, and I, w- I totally understand that. I would be really crazy if all eyes were on you, it was dead silent and you're just given a tattoo, you know, it, I think it, it's a new level of, yeah. of pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You also had another event uh, just recently at the district where you had uh, Boise State undergrads come and read their work. Can you tell me some more about that? That looked so interesting. Yeah. So that's actually how this all started. I had an idea and I asked a friend about a year and a half ago if there were any places because I was in the undergrad program and was like, man, there are some amazing writers in this place. Like, is there anywhere that you can share as a writer um, with within the undergrad program? And at the time, there was only a... Um, uh, master's program. And so then that's when I reached out uh, to a former director, Christian Wynn of Storyfort, and asked, hey, is there a possibility, got this idea of trying to run this undergrad showcase to kind of show off the really awesome talent that is at Boise State? Um, and she was super cool and, and allowed it to happen. So then we started throwing these um, kind of at the end of every semesters. And so this was the first one under the Backyard Artists, um, where we highlighted nine readers, three nonfiction writers, three fiction writers and three poets. And so they all submitted and judges chose the best three out of the, uh, out of the lot. And they were able to share and it was a very lovely night. It was really cool. Oh, that sounds really fun. Yeah. So what has it been like for you to experience these, you know, first few events that you've been able to put on and how has the community reacted? I knew that what we were doing was cool um, because art is cool. And so, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> inherently was cool, but the community 
even people who are outside of the arts and who don't necessarily make art have come up and been like, wow, you know, at that event, I, I felt connected to that. And I, even though I may not write that story that I heard or, you know, um, the vendors that we have that are at our events, they were like, that, that just, I felt a part of that. And so it's really, really enlivening. It helps me wake up in the morning, you know, knowing that, okay, there's going to be someone there and, and someone's going to reach out and say, oh, I do this really cool thing. Can I show it to you? And how, how can we be a part of this? And, and it's, it's, it's making the days not so sad. Uh, i love that yeah (laughs) the whole point of art right right making it a little more livable yeah it fills my heart up really really big just knowing that this community is out there and that it's growing and that people want to be a part of something because at the end of the day as humans that's we want to we want to belong to someone and to something and when you feel really a part of your community it's it makes you want to stay in a place. Yeah. So you're helping grow that community because you just started a grant program and it closes on December 20th. What's your goal with this new grant program? Uh, so our goal is to aid in any artist of any capacity in any medium. Um, if you have like an inkling of a project idea, um, but you're maybe afraid to take that risk because you can't take that time off of work or you don't have the, the funds to be able to get the um, materials needed for that project, we want to help out with that. There will be multiple, multiple artists um, with the chance to receive up to $350. And it's not a ton. It's not like going to you know save you, but at least it could help out a little bit. Um, and maybe you could take that day off of work, or maybe you can get that material that you need. I'm really excited for it. I think we're gonna we're gonna shoot to do this uh, a grant process one per quarter, and you know, or raising our funds. That's kind of what we're raising it for is to put on our events and our workshops, and then to have availability for these grants. And you're giving out? Did I read a, a total of two thousand this yeah. time? Yes, and I do believe that will be going up to about as of now about twenty four hundred. Nice. And was there any particular reason you decided on the 350? Uh, Just because we wanted to be able to like disperse it to as many people as possible rather than just like, oh, one person receiving it all. It's like, no, like a little bit shared everywhere, you know, and and where we're at now within our funding as we are so new, it's like it's more of a supplement rather than, okay, here is this this really big fund and foundation. And one day, one day we're going to get there and that'll be freaking cool. Um <laughs> But for now, it's like, okay, here is this little bit that that can hopefully help out, however it may be for you and for your art. So uh, let's talk about the future. What can Boise expect from backyard artists like in 2023? We're going to throw five big events um, similar to our first that we did on October 1st. And then this last one with the tattooist and our three readers who went after that. And so those will probably February will be our first one. And then we'll kind of go every other month or so for those. Um, and then we're going to have workshops kind of in between. We threw our first workshop, the fireside workshop on November 19th, and it was a writer's workshop and it was really great. Um, Cora Newbin runs 24 hour flower and is interested in running a workshop based upon, uh, cake decorating. And so I think we're going to do a, a decoration, um, of cakes as a workshop. And, and, and she was like, yeah, I would love to teach people how to, how to decorate. That'd be super sick. And so oh, that's great. Yeah. If you have an idea and if you have a passion out there, 
hit us up on Instagram and, and we can get a workshop going or if you want to be a part of our events. Well, Ryan, I love what you're building here and I can't wait to see what you do with it. And thanks so much for making time to talk with us today. Yeah, thank you so much, Emma. This was really incredible. And before you head out, the Idaho Capital Sun is reporting that a new statue commemorating women's right to vote has just been unveiled by the Idaho State Historical Society. The statue was created by local sculptor Irene Dealey and can be seen at the Idaho Capitol. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. Be sure to check out our special episode next week on how to de-stress your holidays. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.